Welcome to today's episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart, where we provide for you a short audio burst of motivation to get you through your day. And best of all, it's hosted by me, Charles Johnson. Some refer to me as the professor. Some say I'm a PhD with no degrees. But I do know one thing with certainty, that I'm going to get to know you and you're going to get to know me. So let's strap in, get settled, get on this flight, because it's time to achieve everything that we wish to achieve in this world. I believe in you, and by listening, you have shown that you believe in me. Let's get it. Welcome to today's episode of Grind Hard, Hustle Smart. Yes, today, ladies and gentlemen, I decided to put out a surprise episode. You know, usually I publish the episodes on Monday and Friday, but today, today's different. I just had something on my chest that I just had to get out. Something I had to put out there to you all, to the masses, to the audience, to the listeners, to the people that I have the potential of changing hearts and minds. Yes, today we're talking about four reasons why we are doing Black history wrong. We're doing it wrong. And I'm not saying that, first and foremost, let me just say it's a little bit of a slap in the face, not a little bit, but a lot of a slap in the face to have our entire history relegated to 28 days, the shortest month of the year, February. There's only 20, you're gonna short me three days? I have to learn about quote unquote American history, i.e. white history every day. Every day I have to learn about it, but today is Black History Month. And I'm just gonna put this out there, Black History Month is every day. There are black people making history every day. Every day there are black people out there making history. It's every day, 365 days a year, black history is being made. So without further ado, let's get right into it. And yes, I'm talking to my people, I'm talking to myself as well, because I'm guilty of this as well. I don't tell you all anything that I, I am not guilty of presently or have not been guilty of in the past. So number one, reason why we are doing black history wrong, Many of us call ourselves kings and queens, but act like gestures or peasants. Man, that sting, that hurt, that goes right to the soul. Because kings and queens make demands. They make proclamations, declarations. They say things and things happen. Things shift, markets shift. People come to their ever beck and call to make sure that they're happy, that they're that things are going in a way that they see fit. How many of us are calling ourselves kings and queens? We say, hey king, what's up? How you doing today? Hey queen, keep queening out there, you getting it. But are we really doing the things necessary of that title? Do we really believe that to our core? Or are we just acting like gestures, the entertainment, peasants waiting to be fed, waiting for the good graces of others? Go out there and do what is required of you to hold that kingdom, to being that queen that you say you are. Because kings and queens, no matter how big or small their kingdom, they still reign, they still rule. They're, they demand respect and you better not give them anything less than that. Or are we acting like peasants? Just holding our hands out in the hopes that somebody will feed us crumbs. In the hopes that somebody will be generous enough to offer us an opportunity that we could not provide for ourselves. How many of us are doing that? Are we living up to the excellence that is required of those who came before us? Harriet Tubman was a queen. Rosa Parks 
was a queen. We could go on and on and on and on and on about all the females and males, our ancestors that came before us. Those was kings and queens. They demanded respect. Frederick Douglass didn't even go to a, a established who the man taught himself and they wanted to make him president back in the day. Think about that. That man demanded respect. That's a king. How can you stand? How can you be at the call of the president of the United States and him knowing full well that you had never attended any university? You were so respected and people respected your word and your knowledge and your wisdom so much so that the president, you had the air of the president. That's a king. A king walks in the room and the whole room dynamics change. People look, listen, just waiting to hear, you know, the, the, the gems that the king is gonna drop, the wisdom that the king is gonna drop. They just wanna be in the room with him, hang out to his coattails, listen to his stories, listen to his life. How many of us are doing that? Your kingdom is suffering because you're not there to rule. I'm telling you that now. Your kingdom is suffering. Your people are needing you. Live up to the title. Now, if you're gonna call yourself a king and a queen, live up to the title. It's our time. It's been our time for a long time. Let's stop acting like jesters and peasants and live up to the kingship, the queenship titles that we were given from birth. It's far past due time. Live up to that title. Number two, the number two reason why we are doing black history wrong is because we acknowledge that our ancestors struggled on our behalf for us to have a better life. And yet we refuse to take on the burden of acquiring that life. How many times do we sit? And we all know our people, we know those people, we know the people that live around us, our neighbors, our family that are closest to us, and they refuse to change anything about their lives to, to, to try for anything better, to try for anything better. How many people we know doing that? How many people out there listening to that are doing that presently right now? I feel this way every single time I don't do something to the best of my ability 100%. I'm not living up to the struggle that my ancestors suffered for me to be here today, to be able to grace the rooms and go to school with white children and, 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 and be in a room of diversity with people. If I don't live up to what I'm supposed to do each and every single day and do it to the best of my ability, I'm letting my ancestors down. How many of, how many of us are just settling? We're just comfortable with where we're at. Thank God Harriet Tubman wasn't comfortable in slavery. Thank God Frederick Douglass wasn't comfortable in slavery. Thank God Martin Luther King wasn't comfortable in Georgia. Thank God Malcolm X wasn't comfortable. Thank God Muhammad Ali wasn't comfortable. Thank God Jesse Owens wasn't comfortable. Thank God Charles Drew wasn't comfortable. Thank God Thurgood Marshall was not comfortable. Thank God President Obama was not comfortable. And we're gonna do something. Let's begin to do it 100% to the best of our ability and live out that title of black excellence each and every single day. You're not gonna relegate my history, black history, my ancestors history, to 28 days in February. I refuse it. Black history, black excellence, black people succeeding, achieving, accomplishing things happens every day, 365 days a year, and not just in America. So that's the number two reason why we are doing black history wrong. We're not living up to the excellence of the past. And I speak to myself and that hurts 
because I know I can do better. And I challenge you to do better as well. Number three, the third reason why we are doing black history wrong. We watched our ancestors go the distance for us, but we will not go beyond our own comfort. I just want you to hear these numbers. Harriet Tubman traveled about 90 miles to freedom. There was no cars, there was no comfortable road. And then after going about 90 miles on her own effort and energy, she went back approximately 13 times to free others. If that's not excellence, I don't know what is. Not only will I get myself out of slavery, I'm gonna go back 13 more times to free others, including my own children. <laughs> Just think about that. Just think about that. How many of us carry around that attitude? I got mine, you gotta get yours. I remember a black teacher told me that in school one time, and that disgusts me to this day. If I'm a black teacher teaching black students and I would dare say to them, I got mine, now you gotta get yours. You're spitting on the name of Harriet Tubman. Thank God she didn't have that attitude. Thank God she didn't say, I walk my 90 miles, everybody else, you gotta walk yours. I'm not coming back. Freedom is for me to be had. If you wanted it, you would've came too. Thank God she didn't do that. Thank God. She went back 13 more times. That means if I'm a teacher in front of 13 black students, and I care about them dearly, and I want the world for them. I want them to be free financially, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. That means I'm gonna do what is required, even if I gotta walk 90 miles, even if I gotta schedule monthly conferences with their parents, well beyond that of my other students, even if I gotta go to their homes physically to tutor them, guess what? Charles Johnson should be doing that because I know the struggle. I grew up with the struggle. Can we sit here and say that we're doing everything absolutely necessary for our people, but then we call ourselves kings and queens. We yell out black excellence. We call each other sister or brother, but yet we also say, I got mine, you gotta get yours. Self-defeating. And on top of all that, not only did she walk 90 miles to freedom, not only did she go back 13 more times approximately, she had about a 40,000 bounty with $40,000 bounty on her head. <laughs> The slave holders, the slave owners, put a $40,000 bounty on this woman's head just for wanting freedom for others. Not only did she commit the crime of freeing herself, she committed the more heinous crime of freeing others. Just think about that. How many of you would go back 13 more times if you had a bounty on your head? I can't get some, some of my people to do anything for me, and they don't even have to do anything Dangerous. Hey man, can you uh, bring me a bottle of water? Man, get up and get it yourself. Hey man, you know I forgot such and such. Can, can you grab that for me? Well, you should have got it when you was here. And these people ain't even got a bounty on your head. They're not even putting themselves in danger in harm's way, but you can't even get them to bring you a cup of water. Think about that. And the fourth, final reason why we are doing black history wrong. We stand on the shoulders of those that came before us, but yet we won't build the foundation for those who will come after us. Many of us walk around each and every single day building our future, but yet we won't even give time to build the future for our children, our children's children, their children, 
and generations to come. We live in the now. We don't have the forward enough thought to say that, you know what? What I do now will certainly affect generations to come. Charles Johnson don't go to school just for the now. Charles Johnson goes to school so that my children will know that it can be done. That sure, life is hard, life is difficult, life is a struggle, life is painful. But if daddy can do it, I can certainly do it too. If daddy went through this, and I don't have to even go through a percentage of that, then it should be that much less complicated for me to accomplish what he accomplished. At least let me, let me get my bachelor's because daddy got one. At least let me get my master's because daddy got one. At least let me get my PhD because daddy got one. At, at least let me get a job because daddy had one. At least let me be a speaker because daddy did it. If daddy can do it, then I know anybody can do it because daddy came from nothing and he made something. And I came from something and I just got to turn something into a little bit more. That's all I got to do. So if daddy can do it with nothing, surely I can do it with something. And you know why this is personal for me? Because this is the exact same speech I gave to those who attended my grandmother's uh, remembrance service. The exact same speech I'm giving to you, I gave to them. I stand on my grandmother's shoulders. My grandmother's name was Trudy Ann Green. I stand on her shoulders. And the things that she went through, the things that she struggled through, the things that she accomplished, I'm here as a testimony to that. Without her, Charles Johnson wouldn't be here. I would not be here, obviously, because if she had just decided to just live her life in the now and just just entertain herself and, and, and not seek something better for herself, I would not be here. I stand on the shoulders of Trudy Ann Green. She made it possible for me to be here. And if, if she walked in a time when you couldn't walk on the same sidewalk as a white man, let alone talk to him as if you were his equal, I can surely walk around this world with my head held up high, knowing that I am the equal, that I can accomplish everything I put my mind to because she struggled through her life just trying to be a woman, a woman of color in that time. And if she made it to be independent, to be free, speak her mind, do what she thought should be done, surely I can do that. I stand on her shoulders and the shoulders of those who came before me. It is my reciprocal responsibility to, be to, to build a strong enough foundation for my descendants to stand on mine. The foundation should get stronger for our people each and every single day. It should never be weak. How can you have a weak foundation when, look at the past. We talk about black history, but do we really take pride in it? Do we really take pride in it? John Lewis, strong foundation. Martin Luther King, strong foundation. Charles Drew, strong foundation. Harriet Tubman, strong foundation. Rosa Parks, strong foundation. President Obama, strong foundation. Third Good Marshall, strong foundation. We can go on and on and on and on and on. If we let the foundation that we are laying now in our lives currently crack and weak, weaken everything that happens to our people after we leave this planet is completely our fault period period harriet tubman walked 90 miles to freedom but yet you won't even walk out your door harriet tubman walked 90 miles to freedom 
but yet you won't go make that phone call. Harriet Tubman walked 90 miles to freedom and you won't even fill out that job application. Harriet Tubman walked 90 miles to freedom, but you won't even walk two blocks to work at Burger King to make your life better. Harriet Tubman walked 90 miles to freedom and you won't even accept the fact that, that the Marines is hiring for free. The Air Force is hiring for free. The Coast Guard is hiring for free. The Army is hiring for free. The Space Force is hiring for free. The Air Force is hiring for free. They're giving you money to go, but you won't even go. But she walked 90 miles with a $40,000 bond on her head, but yet you won't even go outside the threshold of your own comfort zone. That makes absolutely zero sense. No sense at all. We're weakening the foundation. I can't even imagine. I don't want to imagine as slavery was now and we had the attitude that we have now the mentality that we have now what would the descendants think of us what would the descendants think of us i look around our people our culture and i say some of us are weak some of us are soft harriet tutman walked 90 freaking miles to just get freedom but yet we have freedom and we won't walk out the door to seek the opportunities that are out there for us to be had. We're doing it wrong. We're doing it wrong. Each one of us should be convicted each and every single day to at least do what we are capable of doing. To at least take the opportunity and take every chance out there available to us because there was a time when there was nothing but labor, free labor, the whip, and scraps available to us. You want motivation today? It's here. That's raw in your face. You wanted, you wanted some inspiration today? It's here. You wanted some, 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 some willpower? It's here today. It showed up. This is the talk that many of us don't want to have with one another. Sometimes in order for us to succeed in life, we need to have these uncomfortable conversations. This one is uncomfortable. Maybe Friday I'll put out something inspirational, motivational, and something to, that make your skin crawl where you, you want to jump into Saturday. But today, we're going to talk about something tough. We stand on the shoulders of those that came before us. And I'm going to keep saying this again and again and again. Not Harriet Tubman walked 90 miles. 90 miles. But we decide to live in fear. And we don't have to go one mile. She went back approximately 13 times. But you send an email, make a phone call once, and you think that's sufficient. Maybe you need to call back a second time, a third time, a fourth time, fifth time, sixth time. Maybe if you call back 13 times, then you will get what you're looking for. At least do what she did. Call back 13 times. Damn it, maybe they, maybe they just give you the job because they get tired of calling you and they don't want to talk to you a 14th time, so they just give you the job. Because they know once they give you the job, you ain't going to call back no more. You're just going to say, thank you, I'll be in Monday. What time do you need me? You can do this, guys. It's possible. If our ancestors could do it in their time with nothing, can do it in their time with absolutely everything on the line, including their lives, then it's possible for you. The things that you want to accomplish in this world is out there. And sure, this podcast was talking about, this episode was talking about the four reasons why we are doing black history wrong. And I'm not saying that Black History Month is wrong. I'm saying we're going about the wrong way of exemplifying black excellence. You want to buy black, buy black. Do that. But go in there knowing that those people deserve full price, just like Nike, just like Olive Garden, just like Red Lobster, just like any other establishment. Stop going to your people asking for a discount and robbing them of their revenue because 
hey man, help her brother out. No, you help her brother out. You ain't asking, you ain't asking Nike to help her brother out. You ain't asking Reebok to help her brother out. You ain't asking Aeropastel Pastel or uh, uh, Abercrombie and Finch. You ain't asking none of them to help a brother out. But when you walk through my threshold, now you want to ask a person, help a brother out. Let's start to exemplify and live out black excellence each and every single day. And I mean this for myself as well. There is no reason why I shouldn't be the number one performance student in my school. There's no, there's no reason why I shouldn't be the number one motivational speaker in the world because I should be putting everything I got into this. If Harriet Tubman can walk 90 miles to freedom and then go back 13 more times with a $40,000 bounty on her head, I can speak for at least an hour. There is nothing that I can be sacrificing right now. Sure, there may be people out there that say, Charles, you suck at speaking. Charles, you suck at podcasting. Charles, you suck at telling at storytelling. But at least I don't have a $40,000 bond on my head. At least I don't have to walk 90 miles, foot by foot, just to get freedom. At least I don't have to go back 13 more times to grab others who are enslaved. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to step our game up. We're doing black history wrong. We're letting our people down and we can do better. We have to do better. As the great Eric Thomas would say, I can, I will, I must. Ladies and gentlemen, you all are awesome, amazing, wonderful human beings. Don't let anybody tell you anything different. And always remember that impossible just means I'm possible. Harriet Tubman said to herself, I'm possible, freedom's possible. President Obama said, I'm possible. Thurgood Marshall said, I'm possible. Jesse Owens said, I'm possible. Charles Drew said, I'm possible. Rosa Parks said, I'm possible. John Lewis said, I'm possible. Martin Luther King Jr. said, I'm possible. And always remember this, each generation has an independence day. A day when they relinquish the identity of the past. A day when they overcome unbearable obstacles. A day when they decide to make their own way in the world. A day when they take ownership of their own lives and the trajectory of their lives. A day when they determine for themselves how valuable they are as individuals. Harriet Tubman knew she was valuable. Frederick Douglass knew he was valuable. Charles Drew knew he was valuable. President Obama knew he was valuable. Rosa Parks knew she was valuable. John Lewis knew he was valuable. George Washington Carver knew he was valuable. Ladies and gentlemen, I love each and every single one of you. Please share this with your friends. So without further ado, let me get right down to it. Please take this time if you haven't done so already and download this podcast and share with you. You can find me on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tune in. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is your call to action. I'm talking to you. I'm also talking to my people. Please send me some support. It really does go a long way. Thanks again.